And another thing And another thing And another thing And another thing Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set the bar in the world of podcasts. My name is Jody Jenkins. Hello, I'm Tony Clement. You always like, you know, I come in with this like, I don't want to say, when I, when I was in college, we used to call it Ron Radio, where you try to like be over the top with your radio broadcasting voice, because as young you know, broadcasters, we thought that's what you had to sound like. So it's like, hey, how are you? Right? So I, I'm not saying I'm Ron Radio, but I come in with like, you know, a little bit more of an aggressive opening every time. And then you're always just like Mr. Polite and demure. Yeah. No, it's okay. it's kind of like is that I, who is that who Tony Clement is? It's the real Tony Clement. But I I also use that kind of approach when I'm introducing my television show too. Okay. Boom and bust. And nobody calls you out on that. No, I just say thank you for joining us here at Boom and Bust, or welcome to another episode of Boom and Bust. W- one of those two. The producer on the floor isn't like from the corner or from a distance yelling, hey, Clement, take it up a couple notches. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sick of that approach. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm just allowed to do my own intros and uh, that's what I do. And I, I formulate my own questions and uh, it usually works pretty well. Do you feel like you're kind of Chris Farley-ish in the sense of, remember when he had his talk show? the Chris Farley show on Saturday night live. And he'd be sitting there interviewing someone. And he'd be like, so do you like stuff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes <laughs> we get like, I, I, we almost get two extremes of the chatty Cathy's who I have to, uh, you know, uh, pound into submission so I can get to the commercial break. Cause I, they're very strict on commercial breaks. They have to be at a certain point in the broadcast. So I have if they're I just have to interrupt somebody if they're if they keep on going I say sorry I have to stop uh, we'll we'll pick it up after the commercial break whatever like I've I've got five second window to go to commercial and that's three times in the in the broadcast so I've got the chatty Cathy's and then I've got the ones who are almost monosyllabic in their responses which is the worst because I I try to. Uh, prepare eight or nine questions for a 22 minute show. And if I've gone, if I've burned through all of those questions <laughs> with 10 minutes to go, it's like, I'm just grabbing stuff out of the air. Like it's like, it's uh, like that one guy. Um, I don't even know if he's alive still. Remember that he, he talks in a very monotone voice and they had a game show. It was like winning. Was it Ben Stein winning Ben Stein's money or I don't remember know. that show? No, I don't. Oh my gosh. You're going to make me look this up. Yeah, you don't remember that guy, the way he talked? Ben Ben something. Hold on. Winning Ben Stein's money. Yeah, winning Ben Stein's money. You look up Ben Stein, okay, you'll recognize Okay, well, but what year is that, Jody? That that game show? Yeah. Uh, that That's... Oh, there was 715 episodes, six seasons. Wow. Started in 97, went to 2003. Okay, I, I didn't watch game shows at that era. Presented Sorry. by Ben Stein, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel, really? Yes, yes. 
Ben Stein. If you saw Ben Stein, he talks like he's just eh, it's very, you know, just very monotone. Ryan Reynolds was on Jimmy Kimmel the other day. Of course. Yes, talking, about buying, that, uh, the, talking about buying, talking about the buying. Ottawa Senators. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, he, I'm going to do my, uh, I'm going to close this bit we're doing right now with a, I'm going to be Chris Farley interviewing you and I'm going to be like, uh, remember that one motion you made in parliament? That was awesome. Oh, thanks, oh, man. I, oh, stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> this show is brought to you by the team at Municipal Solutions. John Mutton and their crew are presenting sponsor each week. Uh, we certainly appreciate what they've done for this show, and we thank them for their continued support. And, Tony, you can share a little bit more about what they do yes. and uh, how they're helping municipalities. I can do that because uh, I have to speak on behalf of John Mutton because he's at yet another Raptors game. Joey. Come on. Yeah. And the night before he was at a Leafs game. So he's busy, but he's also participating in the sports culture of Toronto. But in the meantime, Municipal Solutions, they are all about development services and project management. They are there. They are Ontario's leading MZO firm. That's municipal zoning orders. So they do planning services with municipalities. That means engineering, architectural services. Also do the stuff like minor variances and land severances and getting those permits, uh, building permits approved. So they've got the whole package for you and you can find them at municipalsolutions.ca. And then our new sponsor, Jody, they're back. Halton oh, it's GR. already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Halton GR is back. Stephen Sparling and his crew at haltongr.com, your West GTA GR firm. So I guess Municipal Solutions, well, they do everything. They're all over the place. Uh, but, uh, of course, John's in Bowmanville on the east side of Toronto. And Stephen Sparling's on the west side of, of Wait a Toronto. second. Wasn't, he, wasn't it Halton GR Pro? No. Before? No. Oh. Okay. No, no. Why Halton. did I have Pro in my head then? I don't know. I knew it was Halton GR, but I thought it was like, you called him pro or something. He's a pro, obviously, though. He is a pro. Well, yeah. there you go. Okay. There and you go. Maybe let, he's going to start you. using that now. <laughs> you're, you're, you're just like you're, you're being. Uh, I'm, I'm Godzilla versus Bambi here, Jody. I got to get through uh, what they're all about. Okay. If you want to get paid, that is. I don't know. Well, yes. You know. Yeah. Okay. So they specialize in sourcing land for development, acquiring ideal land, obtaining zoning permissions and bylaw modifications. They keep the project going through the process and they're great at putting together the financing as well. Their slogan is, let's get this done. Go to gotcha. haltongr.com. And finally, of course, uh, we are on Terrestrial Radio, huntersbayradio.com, every Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. You can tune in there as well. Excellent. I'm looking at Halton GR. I'm looking at their website right now. Very yes. nice. So Yeah, good. They have, uh, does it have, I don't know if I've ever seen a picture of Stephen J. Yes. Is it Stephen J? Stephen oh, J? Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Stephen, yeah, good for him. Oh, he was a regional counselor in Oakville. Yeah. How come we haven't had him on the show? We could. Okay. Oh, you, know. you guys you guys share a lot in common. Conservative Fund of Canada. Yeah, he was on the Conservative Fund in the, in the past. That's right. Albany Club. Yeah. Blue Jays Foundation. Were you ever part of that? No, I was part of the Raptors Foundation, though. Okay, nice. Well, yeah. Was he ever a mayor anywhere or just counselor? 
I think I just counselor. A, yeah, okay. just a counselor. I Ten think, years, yeah. holy smokes. Yeah, yeah. And, is, uh, uh, president so, of the Chamber of Commerce. This guy's the real deal. He is. And you Michael know. Sparling, any relation? Is that, who's that? Another employee. I'm, I'm assuming it's his son. It's his son. Yeah, oh, probably. Yeah. I think his son's called Michael. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're bad. It's a joke, Tony. It's okay, right. Stephen. Don't worry. You're getting your money's worth here, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, so wait, that's a big assumption. You're assuming that Stephen listens to the show. He better. He better. <laughs> He'd be the one. You're the one, Stephen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, actually, you know, actually, sorry, you're the second, too, because we know that Steve Pakin, sorry, Robert Benzie. Yeah, we, you know what? We have so many loyal listeners. We do have loyal listeners. It's not even funny. They're great. Steve, Steve Pakin was nice enough to send an email about your mesmerizing comment. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Does Steve golf at all? I don't think so. Okay. What like? Wonder like we we just got to invite him down for lunch or something. Yeah, we got to do that. He's a big baseball guy. He's uh he's a yeah. I know, I know that. Red There's Sox, not a lot of baseball not. in the winter, but yeah, unless we okay, go to the we'll, Dominican or something as a group. But. We'll we'll figure something out. We gotta we gotta reward our loyal listeners. We do. You're absolutely right. I'm just so hold on. Rewarding our loyal listeners by going to lunch with Steve Pakin. By yeah, but by rewarding them with our presence. Yes. <laughs> you mean re- rewarding our loyal guests? <laughs> yeah. And we, you know, we'll have we'll order food, and then for consistently for like twenty five thirty minutes, we'll tell Steve over and over again, like you know, Steve, Tony and I went <laughs> went to a lot of effort to get here, a lot of be, trouble to be around you. Exactly. So, I think his book is is finally out. By the way, I saw a picture of him delivering. Maybe he'll sign a copy for me. He 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 might well do that. He delivered a copy to uh, Jill's Turner. Uh, John Turner's wife. Uh, obviously, the book is about John Turner. So I think I've asked this question before, brought it up, but I'm looking at a picture of David Peterson autographed on the wall here to to my grandfather. Nice. And uh, do you think do you think Steve has enough to write a book about David Peterson, or would David Peterson warrant a book? That's a good question. I, I think they every premier warrants a book. Yeah. Uh, unless you were there for. A very short period of time. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> but maybe careful. that's maybe that makes it even more interesting. Dave, Dave, yeah, exactly. David Peterson was premier for five years, so that's you know. I that's thought you were going to say five minutes. No, no, five years. He was I there know. from eighty-five to ninety. I know. So, so there you go. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, because he was there eighty, like you said, eighty-five to ninety. Do you know how long he was a member of provincial parliament for? I think he got there what in eighty two or something like no, that. No, no, seventy. You got he was in uh, was it seventy five? It looks like okay. So he was he was elected in seventy five, served till no, September sixth, nineteen ninety. He was elected Liberal Party leader in eighty two. Okay, eighty two. I knew there was an eighty two yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah, and he was leader of the opposition in on February twenty first, eighty. Well, same days he was. So he he took over after Stuart Smith got thrashed by Bill Davis in the eighty one majority election, and then uh, he deposed Frank Miller yep. from Muskoka and became the premier. And who came in? Who came in after after Peterson? Who was the next leader? The next leader would have been after nineteen ninety. Uh, <clears throat> 
Who I do don't you know think? Who. You don't. That uh, would guess? be Lynn, Lynn McLeod. Let's see here. Is that? Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. No. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Pretty sure. No, I don't think so. What do they say? He, this gentleman was the leader of opposition from November 20th, 1990 to July 31st, 1991. Oh, okay. Who's that? He was for one year. He's a son of a former premier. As a son of a former premier. Did you really serve in Ontario? Son, a, a son of a former premier. A Kennedy? or Oh, no, of course, Nixon. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Nixon, Bob yeah. Nixon. So he yeah. would have been interim leader. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So no, but Nick Nixon, Bob Nixon did did uh, contest an election, but I was I think did it was he? I the, don't know. I just I'm just looking in the seven in the seventies, and he was uh, Peterson's finance minister. Yes, he was. Well, he was actually the he was a deputy premier. Yeah, he was a treasurer of Ontario, leader of the opposition, leader of the Ontario Liberal Party. Yeah, and then obviously just a member of yeah. Yeah, Bob Nixon. Yeah. I I remember him. Yeah, yeah, he was an impressive guy. Yeah, he was like a rural. These were, you know, he was a rural liberal. They don't, they few, they're few and far between now. But well, wasn't Hugh? Day, wasn't Hugh O'Neill kind of a rural liberal? Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. The, back in the day, the liberals were a rural party, and uh, the the PCs were the urban sophisticates, if you will, the elitists. Perhaps they were perhaps they were globalists even before well, their time. Were you an elitist? Well, I don't. I don't. I didn't get. I didn't get let into too many clubs. So your hair was probably too. Your sideburns were too long to be an elitist. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You were like. Uh, you were like um, that Simpsons episode where uh, what's his name there? Sm- not Smithers. What what's the guy? I can't even. Uh, how terrible is this? I can't think of the guy that runs the nuclear plant. Montgomery Burns. My, yeah, Mr. Burns keeps telling Don Mattingly. Trim that those sideburns. Remember, his <laughs> on the softball team, and his yeah, head, his hair yeah. was shaved right up to the top of his head. And <laughs> Burn Montgomery Burns is like, shave those sideburns. <laughs> oh, anyway, that great. would have been you getting yeah. chided for your long sideburns. Yes, my just chide. like dig I, it, man. Chided. Yep. Anyway, enough you, about Tony. Uh, enough about me. Hey, but you know, I'm. I, you know what I was doing a little bit today. I was uh, planning uh, our family uh, holiday for for late February. Have you heard about Are you this? Talking yet? about me or your own family? My own family. Okay, yeah. Because I was going to say I didn't hear anything about that. <laughs> Where are you going? So get this. Brace Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> We're going on a disco cruise. Come on. Yeah, I know. Your whole family? No, me and my wife. Oh, just you and your wife. Yeah. Okay, okay, and okay. we're going with two other couples that we know. <laughs> so I'm going to have lots of stories about this as we lead up. This is going to be a thing for our podcast about me prepping and planning for a disco cruise. Are you going with Mark Gerritsen and his wife? or No, I'm not. No, no. he didn't want to go, did he? He did not. No, I don't. Why, what, did you, did, was he a bouncer at a disco? Is that where he was a bouncer? Yeah, he was. I don't know if he was a bouncer. I thought he was a bartender. Bartender. Okay. I think he might have done both, actually, but mostly bar. I, I remember when I was, the place was called Stages. He was a bartender. So, yeah, Mr. Well, bartender. I'm going to get my bell bottoms out and... Uh, you so know, obviously just, there's disco acts on there. Who who who's there? The, the headliner? You want to hear the yeah. headliner? I I shudder to think, but yes. KC and the Sunshine Band. Come on. <laughs> I'm serious. 
Oh my gosh. Can't Do they know I'm that they're doing. on the cruise? <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. So yes, we're, uh, my wife is very excited about this. Very excited. So we're going on this uh, disco cruise around the Caribbean. Yes. Holy jeez, That is something else. But I know there's actually like, there's for wrestling fans, there's wrestling cruises like Chris Jericho, who you probably have heard of, obviously yeah, from of course. Canadian guy, but he, uh, he has a rock and rock and wrestling cruise, like rock and roll wrestling cruise or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a heavy metal cruises. There's everything. Oh, you, yeah. You can get anything you want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going on the disco cruise apparently. Nice. So there you I'm go. I'm just uh, imagining you get, getting down on, you know, <laughs> get, no, they don't sing get down on it. That's uh cool in the gang, but, um, what's like, what's one of the Casey <laughs> that's like. What's their big song? Uh, that's the way I like it. That's yeah. the way. Uh huh. Uh huh. I like it. <laughs> I just real. I didn't clue in. I was wa- my daughter was watching some show on Netflix, and this guy comes on, and I'm like, he looks kind of familiar. He was obviously an older musician. Anyway, it was Charlie Wilson. Oh. And so they're talking. Anyway, long story short, I did not realize that Charlie Wilson and his two other brothers. Start, we're in the uh, speaking of disco, the Gap band. Do you remember that group? No. And they sang, "You dropped a bomb on me." Oh yeah, yeah. You dropped a bomb on me. That's yeah. so anyway. That's them. And now, Char- obviously, Charlie Wilson went on to a solo career. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, you're acting like you're interested, but well, I, I it's just I'm just trying to remember it all. You don't know, uh, like you don't know. Remember the Gap band? I, I do remember the name. I don't. I was not a big disco guy. Uh, I I must uh, admit, I was more into the punk you're scene. You're going on a disco cruise. I know, I know. Here, listen to this. If you can tell me, you should be able to hear this. Remember this song here? Hold on. It it sounds vaguely familiar. You wait for the lyrics. Remember that? No. You were I probably don't. cutting a rug in Ottawa at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Is that Disco Duck? Is that what that is? Or maybe even in Ontario. It was probably like you and Lincoln Alexander out on the dance floor or something. Uh, he was a, Link was a good guy. He was a oh, cool yeah, guy. He could probably cut a mean rug. I, oh, I, I would feel think like so. Be, I feel like he'd be able to chop it up right good. Yeah. No, he was, but, uh, uh, he was an impressive guy. I can't believe you don't cat. know that song. You go to every freaking concert there is with bands that the majority of people have never heard of, and you don't even know that song. No, I don't know that song. I that know. makes no sense to me. I know, I know. It's very selective, my uh, musical tastes and yeah, but you're not selective knowledge. because you go to every concert. I don't, but I, I went to that concert the other day and I told you it's the best band you've never heard of and you were not impressed. Yeah, I, well, did you go to Fire Festival or Firefest or whatever it's called? <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I, that, but that would be cool to go to just because it was such a train wreck. I think it'd be funny if you had just like, you didn't say anything and then I'm randomly watching that documentary. And <laughs> you actually show up and they're <laughs> and just there, like, wandering they're just around. like in a serious doc voice. It's like, former politician Tony Clement ended up on the island. And, you know, and there I'm there with my ham and, and pastrami like, sandwich. You're like, uh, I was totally thinking it was going <laughs> <laughs> to. Hey, okay. Yeah. So midterm elections. Yeah. Um, let's change the subject. <laughs> so. <laughs> I got to be honest. I um I was pretty braggadocious with a lot of my friends because yep. I thought I thought the Dems were going to get wiped out. Um, Republicans flipped some 
flip some seats. I, you know, I will say this, and you know, in, in hindsight, even though I guess what they're saying is the Dems maybe overperformed. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like. I, I'll use I'll use this example. There was a lot of heat on Herschel Walker as an example in in Georgia mm-hmm. um, because of some of the comments he made and people saying he's a terrible candidate. But you look at like. First of all, that's a that's a, a probably a tough nut to crack. I'm I'm assuming in like Atlanta and some of those places, and like I mean he he matched the guy. They they basically went shot for shot, like fifty fifty pretty much. And like yeah, I mean that's that says something, right? So I mean I don't think that's an I actually don't think that's bad for him to take a guy with like zero political experience, yeah, yeah, and march him out there to take on. What appears to be, you know, someone who's got a lot of experience, that Warnock, right? Well, well Warnock, yeah, I mean, he was a pastor at Martin Luther King yeah. Jr.'s church, for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, but there's, there's two religions in Georgia. There's religion, and then there's football. You know yes, that. Yes, exactly. And, of course, Herschel went to the, the, church, of, the church of the gridiron. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, he, anyway, he, he was a dog. I, I, honestly, I honestly didn't think it was that bad, and... I think, like I said to you before we started the show, I mean, one thing that last night showed us, and you're going to give your comments, but I mean, like, the country is, like, clearly split down the middle, like, divided. No, I don't mean state-wise. I mean, just in general, it's pretty pretty divided. It is. I mean, uh, look, uh, there were far more... Uh, Republicans were on defense early on in the Senate because they had more seats that they had to defend, just the, just the way that it worked in terms of the seats that were up for grabs this time around. But, uh, you know, I, I got sucked into it too. I thought that the Republicans were going to do really well because the economy is so bad. I, I mean, and Biden's ratings are so bad and crime is so bad. If you can't pick up 30 extra seats in the Congress and uh, four extra seats in the Senate with with that kind of a backdrop, then in my mind, something is terribly wrong. Like they, they, they're probably at, at the time of this recording, they probably will obtain control of the house by a sliver. And then we'll be looking at the runoff election in Georgia to see who has control there, the way it's, the way it's working. So you think out. it's going to come down to that Georgia one? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And I, I mean, do you think Herschel wins in a runoff? I don't think he does. No, no, because because if you're not there, there's two percent that voted for the libertarian, and he drops off the ballot. So it's just the two of them, Warnock and, and Herschel. If you didn't vote for Herschel in the first round, why would you vote for him on the second round? The way well, I look at it. Well, maybe you're not. A, but maybe if you're a libertarian, though, are you really wanting the Democrats in there? Or are you? Just I, I just think vote? that the libertarian was just a way to park uh, probably some Republicans who were pissed off at, at Walker as the candidate who wanted a place to park. Gotcha. And so if they're not going to vote for him on the first round, I don't think they will on the second. That I could be totally wrong, but that's that's the way I see it. Now, last time, two years ago, uh, Trump screwed it all up in Georgia by saying by kept, he kept talking about how, uh, you know, his race was uh, the fix was in on his race. And therefore, he drove Republicans away from voting in the runoff because they had two runoff elections in Georgia two years ago for the gotcha. Senate. And so um, maybe if that doesn't happen this time, maybe that will help uh, the Republicans. But um, I, I, I want to be honest with you. I, I was very disappointed 
And I blame it all on Donald Trump. I think he picked the wrong candidates in the wrong states and backed them and then didn't back them enough with his money. He, he just backed them for their when they won their primaries and didn't back them in the election. And I think it all rests on his shoulders. I really do. And I'm a, I'm a big believer in, as a, you know, as an observer of the Republican Party, I think their better choice is Ron DeSantis as, as a nominee. And Jeez, I you think, must have been watching CBS all night. You sound like Lester Holt. Oh, seriously? <laughs> I, don't, I never oh, watched really? I never oh, watched I didn't CBS. know that. But I, I, <laughs> I just think that, uh, you know, I think DeSantis will now run for the nomination, whereas before I thought that was going to be pretty iffy to go up, uh, go up against Donald Trunk, Trump, rather. <laughs> and uh, I think I think DeSantis will win the nomination against Donald That's Trump. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple names that, you know, like uh, Mike Huckabee's daughter there. She, yeah. she got in. Yeah, she did, um, Sarah. Beto lost yes, to he Abbott did. in Texas. So that guy's... That guy doesn't have a good record going forward. Stacey Abrams lost in Georgia again for the governorship. So Dr. Oz lost. Dr. Oz lost. Too, though. Yeah, that's right. The one that I was surprised that I thought was going to be closer would have been, was the one in New York there with Zeldin and Everybody Coco. was saying it was going to be closer and yeah. it wasn't. You know, yeah. everybody was saying crime was the big issue. I get, you know. Uh, so what, what do you think happened there then? Trump? Is that what you're saying? That's a good example. I, I think, I think, factor? I think there was a big Trump factor and, uh, we, you know, I think the Republicans didn't see it, uh, and, uh, a lot of people stayed away or, or just, uh, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't vote for fear of juicing up the chances of Trump being, a, you know, running for the nomination and winning again. I don't know. Yeah. I That's, mean, you, it, I don't, I don't totally disagree, but at the same time, you can't deny like Trump, these, these rallies, they still massive amounts of people it's 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 crazy yeah like you know like there's no i don't think there's any doubt unless unless something changes dramatically by next week that that he's going to jump into and announce that he's gonna run again oh, he, like, he's right he's running yeah. yeah no question no question so, yeah he's, he's running but i i i was not i thought that if trump decided to run well he was going to announce he was running and i thought that was going to scare away a lot of people i think it's going to scare away fewer people now and i think i think people like DeSantis are going to say you know what i think i can beat this guy and uh, i did you know he did so well in florida oh, he, he did, killed he did, it he killed it he in dade county for crying out loud i mean uh, which is chock full of hispanics he was 15 points ahead of uh, of christ so uh, hard I, to believe that florida was a swing state at one point yeah yeah, like it's it's crazy. And Ohio is uh, again uh, that that's big Republican territory now, whereas before it was quite purple. But Pennsylvania Good. is shifting the other yeah, way because as a as a big Cleveland Browns fan, I feel more comfortable going there now. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> you can display it on your. There we go, Cleveland. And Cleveland's doing okay, aren't they? Well, they're better than the Raiders. Yeah, so. They're better than my Raiders. Although <laughs> that's, that's not, not saying really, much. that's not saying much. No, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, we're doing all right. We got a big game coming up against Miami, and then we have Buffalo next week. Although, Ooh. you know, with elbow, the Josh has got a little bit of an elbow problem for the Bills. So, yeah, knows, maybe that'll last for a couple of weeks. Well, uh, you know, he's uh, he takes a lot of chances at a quarterback, doesn't he, Alan? He I'm does. talking about. Yeah, he's a, he's a little bit. Um, I mean, his elbow issue was a sack. That was a problem. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I know someone sla- they slapped the ball away from him, but it was like not. Not self-inflicted, but he does take a lot of risks, and I'm sure his coaches look at him and go, "Hey, Josh, maybe 
don't hurdle over the 300 pound linebacker. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's just like you're wincing every time yeah. you're seeing the plays he's making. It's, but, uh, uh, it's pretty intense. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck to the Browns. There's no point uh, wishing uh, the Raiders luck. Yeah. I was going to say, we don't even care who the Raiders <laughs> played. It doesn't matter. Um, just out of it. Canadian politics. What's anything since the last Well, I guess the. The, uh, oh, I want to mention too, well, obviously the big thing is uh, it continues to be this uh, commission hearings on the uh, emergency powers. But uh, uh, so uh, at the time of this recording, uh, Pierre Polyev was in uh, British Columbia uh, and he decides that he's going to do uh, media availability. Uh, and I the, the story that I saw out of that from Canadian press, they did a whole story, Jody, on how Pierre Polyev hadn't been open to the media. And this was the first time in two months that he'd been open to the media. And uh, they didn't even cover anything that Pierre Polyev said during the media <laughs> availability, except how they're pissed off that this was the first media availability in two months. Yeah. And so does anyone really care? You know what I mean? Like, this is the thing. I, I feel like, again, could be because I'm, I'm connected to some conservative outlets and stuff like that. And obviously conservative social media, whatever. But I honestly feel like he's doing, a, if, if he's not getting media coverage, then they're doing something right. Because I see, I see stuff about him in the media all the time. So yeah. I, I, I mean, whatever they're doing, I say, keep doing it. So. It no, absolutely. And, and yeah. there's no, uh, and he made it clear during the, co- uh, the media conference that he, he thinks that the, Ottawa press gallery is too Ottawa-ish, but by that I mean not the city of Ottawa, but just on Parliament Hill, Ottawa, yeah. and that they don't understand the real concerns of Canadians, and he's going to talk to Canadians. That was his message uh, at this uh, news conference, and I think that's the right message. He's he, he's connected to Canadians' concerns, and uh, uh, one of our former guests, uh, I know your your good friend Melody Paradis. <laughs> she she was right on on this children's uh, uh, the, this lack of uh, of children's Tylenol, etc. And it's becoming a big issue for a lot of moms and dads. So and and Pierre Pauly have raised that in the House of Commons. So good on him. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll continue to watch what happens. And then I saw what's his name there, former Liberal MPP. Is it Charles D'Souza? Yes. Jumped in the race for the by-election in Mississauga. Lakeshore. Lakeshore. Yeah. And I he mean, was uh, Kathleen Wynne's former oh finance yeah. minister. He was. I met him a couple of times because he was in there when I was on council. Yeah. And uh, not a fan. I met. I remember meeting with him a couple of times at uh, Association of Municipalities of Ontario at the meetings up at uh, in Toronto. Right. And we used to get, you know, one-on-one or sorry, I shouldn't say one-on-one, but our municipality would go in with some issues and we'd have some FaceTime with the ministers, uh, you know, of the day. Right. And uh, he just came across as like, do you know who I am? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I saw him the day before they announced him as the candidate. Yeah. Because he was in Toronto for the Empire Club speech that uh, Pierre Polyev gave. Oh, really? Interesting. And uh, so I went up to him like, and I just went rapid fire. I, yeah. I didn't even, I said hello, maybe, but that was about it. And I said, so are you running? I heard you're running in, in Lakeshore. Are you running? Are you running? And he said, oh, I can't, I, I really haven't decided. I've got to talk to my family more and uh, it's really a tough decision. And like, <laughs> like the so next day, <laughs> yeah, it was like so full of it, right? Let's get him on the show. Perfect. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect for our show. Interesting. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, all right, I think that's uh, that's all we got for tonight. I know that some of our listeners would love for us to go back and forth even more. They but, they uh, do say that. You know, yes. if you're, uh, why buy the cow if you're giving the milk away for free, right? <laughs> Absolutely, Jody. Come on. You got to wait till next week. That's right. So, all right. Thanks again to uh, John Mutton and the team at Municipal Solutions for their continued support. You can find them online at municipalsolutions.ca. Also, looneypolitics.com. Use the code podcast to get 50% off an annual subscription and get access to exclusive content that you will find nowhere else. Once again, that's looneypolitics.com. Um, Tony, you can do the last couple ones there because you're you're better equipped than I am. No worries. Uh, I just want to thank uh, Halton GR, uh, Stephen Sparling, for coming back as a sponsor. They've returned. Uh, you can find out about them at haltongr.com. Let's get this done is their particular catchphrase. And then you can find this podcast and others at huntersbayradio.com. We're particularly on at 8.30 in the morning every Saturday. Excellent. Well, enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk to you again in seven days. Sounds good.